Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Monster Ate the Pilot Show. It's the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It's Thursday, which means it's time for the Sports Talk. Yeah. I hate this show. I hate it. Ah. Oh. How we doing out there? I bet you're feeling better than me. If you, uh, you haven't noticed, my voice already sounds different. Um, I finally went through puberty. So, yeah, this is what Brandon sounds like now. He finally sounds like a man. <laughs> nah, I am sick. I am sick. I've got myself a great sore throat. I've got a fever. And the only prescription is more podcast. I really hate this show. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Anyways, it is sports talk. That's right. This is the time of the week on Thursdays where Brandon sits down by himself in the music room and talks sports. And this week on the agenda, we are talking about the Liverpool, Chelsea, the absolute uh, shit show that is Liverpool's transfer business this summer. Um, might talk financial fair play. And we're going to talk about hell is real. Crew versus FC Cincinnati, lower.com field this Sunday. Brando, the commando. God damn it, I hate this show. Will be there. Um, he'll be there, right there in the second row, ready to go. And party time. Excellent. Woo woo. Whew. That is an intro. If you have not already, make sure you like, share, subscribe, support. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster 8 the Pilot. Uh, you can watch the video on Spotify if you are so inclined. It's uh, it's a great time. You just see me staring at a camera. I mean, you get the same exact feeling as you get out of uh, doing the audio, so it's not crazy. I hope my voice can make it through this whole episode. I hope it's not super long. I may try to keep it as short as possible. Um, yeah. If you haven't already, make sure you go back. You listen to my uh, interview interviews, my uh, chats with my friends, Lady Aaron and Enemy of the Show, Justin Malone. Both great chats this past month. Make sure you check those out. Make sure you check out the regular show, which is on Monday. Uh, we just wrapped up. Uh, we're coming up on the end of season four of Lost. So make sure you're subscribed so you get to hear me talk about the end of season four of Lost. And we'll have the season four awards. I don't think I have anything else planned for this weekend so far. So, yeah, I'll talk about that later in the show. So I'm just going to redo all this. So what the hell is happening, dude? Let's get into sports talk, I guess. Liverpool won. Chelsea won. It was um, a game that felt like Liverpool lost. But yet, we still got a point at Stamford Bridge. So, I mean, really, it's not the worst result. Um, but it really felt like we kind of got thumped. And we didn't. I think it's all the shit going around it. Um, last week's... Uh, uh, fuck sports talk had to be re-recorded because it was out of date by the time like I finished the chat with Justin so I had to re-record it when I woke up the next morning it was already out of date because of all the crazy shit that happened Moises Caicedo is not a, coming to Liverpool um because uh, the theory was we're going you know what Liverpool won Chelsea won that's my fucking review like you know Mo had a goal that was ruled offside by the skin of his teeth. Our goal, Luis Diaz, Lucho Diaz, scored a great goal, great team goal, um, great counterattack, mm, great ball in for Mo, great stuff. Um, that's it. That's all I'm talking about. You know, there's times where we look like the much better team. There's times they look pretty good. Uh, they're a project, um, and we are obviously a couple players away. And I have no idea if we're going to get it done. But hopefully by the end of this episode, I'll have to re-record this because there's so much other news. And then hopefully that news is out of date when I post it. I fucking love current events. Anyway, Moises Casado, uh is not a Liverpool player. So the rumor was, 
which I don't know if it's ever been confirmed or denied. Liverpool were waiting on the Mbappe situation to get fixed, or figured out whether he was going because if he went to Madrid, Madrid would have to get rid of players. That means uh, Chumani, who we super on our radar last year, would be available, and we wanted to get him. Um, but then Mbappe decides to stay. Chumani's not available. Uh, that's why we moved from Moises Casado, uh, because Chelsea had been laying the groundwork for Casado since like March and had agreed like personal terms with him like in May. He was pretty much set on wanting to go to Chelsea. And his agent got like a massive fee to go as well if he went to Chelsea over Liverpool. So he definitely wanted him to go to uh, Chelsea. And eventually it just became the player wants to go to Chelsea because, you know, we came in last second and tried to get him. It doesn't already reflect like what he wanted to do. Moises Casado wanted to go to Chelsea and he wanted to for months. If we start talking to him back in May, maybe it's a completely different story. And if it wasn't like August 15th, you know, Two weeks before the transfer closed, this wouldn't have been so bad. You know, if we would have tried to go in in June, he just chose Chelsea. Fuck it, whatever. There's a lot of other stuff on the market. And then Chelsea decides because, you know, apparently financial fair play isn't a fucking thing. England has a, you know, there's not closing loopholes quick enough. Uh, because the way Chelsea gets around it with signing players to eight-year contracts so they can break up these ridiculous transfer fees over eight years so they get divided by eight. So technically they're within financial fair play. They go out and sign Lavia from Southampton as well. They pay like $55 million. One, he was, nah, he was barely worth the forty-five we were trying to pay for him. I'm not that broken up about it. Lavia is going to be a great player. I mean, you see enough of him. You know, he's going to be really great. But at the same time, he still isn't that age in that consistency level where he may not be. He may, you know, end up being have a lower ceiling than what we're expecting. Oh, am I going to make it through this episode? Um, what was I going to say? Um, so they got and get him as well. And now they're signing some other Villarreal. They've spent since fucking piece of shit Todd Bowley has come in like a billion dollars. I think their net spends like 800 some million. Like, it's a fucking joke, man. And financial fair play is a fucking joke. Like, it is. They're not going to do anything about it. Um, they, um, UEFA might be different. They might be, because UEFA doesn't honor the whole eight-year contract thing. They're like, no, that's not how it works. So they might be in trouble with UEFA, so they might not get Champions League football, which will make it much harder for them to get uh, players in. But who knows? They probably won't give a shit. Not like they're going to actually do anything. Um, Yeah, I mean... Chelsea is literally playing like FIFA when you like when you start a career mode in FIFA you have an option for like a financial takeover and you can give yourself like a billion dollars. That's what Chelsea has done in the past year. Like it's it's they're everything that everybody feared Man City would do when Man City got all that money. Man City, I mean for all like other corrupt things like behind the scenes of like you know basically paying themselves sponsorships so they can like balance their own books with their own like yeah, it's like they balance their books by saying this um this sponsorship was worth way more than what it actually was worth. So they can like, make it seem like they're not losing as much money as they do. Um, at the same time, they've never outlaid money like this to get players. Like they go get what they need. They don't really have that big of a squad. Chelsea, like they, there was an article with Graham Potter last year where he had literally had players having to get dressed in the hallway or on the floor because he didn't have enough lockers for all the players they had signed. Like it was like, it's a good, it was a catastrophe. But now they go get both of them, and then we played them, and it was 1-1. It sucked. The Lavia one, like, I'm not super busted up about it. Like, I would like to get him over the line, but I kind of do. Like, I think I talked about it. Like, you know, if it's it, – it may have been in the other episode of what you would call it that you didn't hear. I don't know. I don't even know what my show, own show is about. Like, it was like they wanted 50. We wouldn't go above 45, really. I think we offered 46 at one point, um, and they wanted 50. They were hard stance. Southampton was 50. Uh, to me, John Henry is worth a couple billion dollars. 
like, what the fuck is $5 million, man? Just pay it. We need it. Then the Casado stuff almost worked out for us. But, you know, like I said, it was we were too late in the game. We were too late in the game. And that's my issue. It's like if the whole Mbappe, Chumani situation is true, we're Liverpool. We should not be waiting on other people to do their business before we decide what we're doing. We need to be on the fucking front foot. We need to be doing these things on the front foot, making sure we're first in line. Say, no, we're getting our business done now. Like, you know, what we're doing, like, we're basically waiting to do Real Madrid a favor. Why the fuck are we waiting to do Real Madrid a favor? That makes no sense. Like, you know, if they sign Mbappe, they got to get rid of players. Okay, how about this? We'll give you $50 million for Chumani. Like, oh, no, we want 80 Well, tough. You got to sell him. We know that. You know, some other pe- people can come in. Like, okay, now we can deal with it. You know, it doesn't make any sense. We used to be the smartest team in the world when it comes to transfers. Now, part of the reasons why we're not is when people got wise to it. Like, we were constantly getting these great deals over the line that seemed, like, way under the, like, value. And then turning these players into world-class type of players. Excuse me. And then um, then we were selling players for ridiculous fees, and they were not performing. Like, Rian Brewster signed for, like, what, $20 million? Like, and he's done nothing really at Sheffield United. Uh, Jordan Ibe was, like, for $15 million, and uh, <laughs> he did nothing at Bournemouth. Uh, Brad Smith for six million. I mean, I think he's in America now. Like you know, like we were getting these great feet. We had a top-notch team. Now it became a thing. Like uh, anytime we dealt with somebody, it's like, what do they know that we don't? So tack on extra a couple million. Tack on a couple extra things. Try to make this deal as sweet as possible. Um, and that's why you know we can't get rid of Nat Phillips. We can, you know because we want a certain amount of money because that's what we believe he's worth. And other teams like, mm, mm, is he actually that good, or is Liverpool going to pull one over on us? One, I really like Nat. I wish Nat would come to Columbus. That'd be, oh, it'd be the best. Ah, oh, the heading machine, man. Excuse me. No, but with the Chelsea stuff, they're going to offset all this next year when they sell, like, Tiago Silva for $20 million to Saudi or some shit like that. 39-year-olds, uh, Tiago Silva will probably go for, like, $20 million to Saudi Arabia. Um... They're already like valuing their like youth prospects ridiculous. There's like one I saw today, thirty million for a guy with twelve like professional appearances. Get the fuck out of here. It's ridiculous. And the only way to really like hit Chelsea with it outside of financial fair play is all the teams, it probably would be collusion. This getting the understanding, yeah, we're not buying your players except for like really low fees. So your losses are astronomical. Like, why the fuck did Arsenal pay sixty five million for Kai Havertz? I like Kai Havertz. He's a good player. He's not going to be the great player that I thought he was going to be when Chelsea got him. Um, but they paid $65 million for a player that they knew Chelsea had to get rid of. That outside of his Champions League's final goal hasn't you know ever performed to like quite the standards that was expected of him. Yeah, he's still young. But, I mean, you come in and say, you know, you got to get rid of him. $20 million. You know, and if everybody else is on that same thing, you're just going to drive Chelsea's value down. And, like, all their, you know, their losses will be astronomical once again. And maybe something can be done about it because right now it's just ridiculous. They're everything Man City was expected to be, where they're just throwing money around for fun, and it's a fucking joke. It's one of those things that just kind of kills your love of the game. It makes me just want to watch more like Preston and Portsmouth and Hibernian and stuff like that because I'm like, you know what? They're never going to be dealing with this stupid shit. Speaking of which, Portsmouth has played pretty well so far this year. I think they're fourth on the table. Hopefully we're going up. Preston has been all right. Tranmere won their first game the other night. Um that was their first win of the season. And Hibernian has been fine. They did win some Europa League or Conference League action. 
But no, nah, man. I don't know. The love of footy took a big hit this week. <laughs> not the love of Liverpool. I will never say that. Like, it's not the love of Liverpool. It's the love of this, the footy. It's just rich-ass billionaires just being fucking slimy and shitty and exploitative. And it's just, you know, get their shit out of my fucking footy. I'm so fucking tired of it, man. Uh, and then they talk about, like, Saudi wants to come in for Mo Salah and Alisson this year. Um, fuck off. Like, I'm, no. Nah. Unless you're putting billions of dollars on the table, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I'm fucking done. If Allison left the club, I would not watch this year. I would not. I just wouldn't watch at all. I wouldn't pay attention. I would forget Liverpool existed so I could fall back in love with them next year. I'd be done. I just couldn't do it. Allison, like, if you thought I cried when Bobby left. Bobby is my favorite Liverpool player of all time, but Allison is rapidly getting up there. But there's no truth to that. He fucking loves Liverpool. He, it's like, like, he's kind of like a Pepe Reina, like, where it's like, you know, guy from a different country just comes in and just has that connection with the city. You know, that's what Alisson is. He's just a fucking, he's one of those guys who's getting close to God tier for me. Oh, I love Alisson. Yeah, they're not leaving. It's fucking stupid. I was on the LC transfer room twice in the past week. I, we did the one with the Casado deal. Uh, when it looked like it was going through. And then I did one yesterday where we talked about a whole bunch of fun stuff. If you haven't checked out LFC Transfer Room, check them out on YouTube. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter and all that fun stuff. It's a great little community. It's a great little show to be a part of. Uh, man. Other news in Premier League is that uh, Kevin De Bruyne got injured. And I think that opens up the title race. Like I know, we talked about on the show yesterday. Uh, one of the guys like, you know, we're not anywhere close to, the, to like a title. And... Uh, one of the other guys like, I think we could win the title with the team as is. I mean, we definitely need a central defensive midfielder. Uh, maybe Taram's back in the mix. Maybe Kone, maybe Decore at Crystal Palace. But Crystal Palace has sold off their entire team. They're going to want a fucking, you know, King's Ransom for Decore. Um, Florentino Luiz from Benfica would be incredible, but that's not happening. I think Tyler Adams officially signed. For, has he signed for Boardmouth yet? I know that was like on the cards. I'm surprised we, yeah, I mean, look to activate, I don't, I don't know, it doesn't look like he's officially signed for Bournemouth, I'd be over that, I mean, he has injury issues, but he does, he plays Matt in multiple positions, he's a leader, he's a captain, like, I would take total $20 million punt on Tyler Adams, he's never going to be top notch, he's never going to be a fucking world class player, he's not. But he definitely would be somebody who's very useful to a Liverpool team. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit on the show yesterday, and somebody brought up James Milner. It's like he basically would play that James Milner role of like kind of a utility guy who comes in and finishes off the game. Like it'd be good business, but I don't think we're going to do that. I don't know, man. I don't know what we're doing. But Kevin De Bruyne got hurt, and I think that really does open up the title race. If he's out, I think it's like they're saying he's going to be out. Like uh, I can't remember now. I don't think they said three months. And it's the same hamstring injury he got, like, in the Champions League final. <laughs> yeah, three to four months with hamstring injury. And they say if he gets surgery, he's going to be out nine to 12. So that opens the title race up. As great as Manchester City is, De Bruyne is still the key piece to that team. As great as Holland is his goal scorer, De Bruyne is their most important player. So that opens up, maybe Arsenal can run off and hide and win the title. And, you know get away from that late season collapse like they've had the past two seasons. Maybe Liverpool can 
and get in there and maybe win this title. Might be one of those years where somebody completely shocking, like it's not like maybe not Lester or something like that type of thing. Obviously not Lester because they're not even in the league anymore. <laughs> Fuck the Tories. Um, but maybe it's like one of those things where Newcastle or maybe not Brighton, maybe Brentford, like you know, one of these crazy teams just gets hot, and because everybody else is kind of in these weird transitional years, um, maybe they can go up there and win the title. Doubt it. I mean, highly doubt it. Probably n- we're never going to see anything quite like Leicester probably ever again. But it might be like where Man U gets the titles because, you know, by the time Man City gets really kicking on, they're too far back to catch. Uh, Arsenal, Newcastle depends on what they do in Europe. Newcastle probably is going. I I feel like this whole idea that Newcastle is going to be struggling because of European football, I think is kind of a myth. I think they're going to be really good again this year. They have a lot of, like if Isaac stays healthy, um, ooh, that guy is lethal. I think he'll be fucking phenomenal um, if he can stay healthy. And then that midfield of Tonali, uh, Gimaresh, and Joel Linton, that's a really good midfield. Eddie Howe's a good manager, even though he's a little bitch. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I think they could be team willing to like look at for a title run. Like, now, say they get beat out of Europe early, I'd be willing to throw money on that. But, you know, if they make it deeper, then, you know, it kind of becomes, you know, a team that's like Newcastle who's never really juggled that deep of, like, European football. They have it in, like, 20-plus years. Um, maybe you'll see them kind of follow up towards the end of the year. Possible. I could see that. Um, I don't think, you know, Arsenal still doesn't have a guy who's going to bang the goals in. United is still very transitional under Ten Hag. I, I thought, like, you know, last year they did a good job getting where they were. Um Shit, where do they even finish? They finished top four. I don't even know, man. I got so disconnected last year. Oh yeah, that's what I want to put in, you idiot. Uh I hate everything. Oh my god, I am not doing chat, you fucking duh. I don't give a fuck about AI. I don't care about AI. When I search something, I just want to search it. I don't want to have chat GPT jumping in like, oh, could I write this stupid fucking song for you or some stupid shit? Uh, get the hell out of here. What the hell is this? What world do we live in? Take your AI and shove it up your ass. Sports talk. Sports talk. Sorry. You finished, yeah. Yeah, Manchester United finished third. That's right. So they did a good job there. I mean, I don't know. Some people seem to be down on United. I think they'll be just as good as this year. Um, but do they lose a lot? No. No, no, no. They'll be just fine. They still have some good young academy products coming through. They'll be fine. They'll be a good team. They might be able to push for the title this year. Like I said, Manchester City losing De Bruyne is huge for the league. That's a huge blow. That's massive. That's as about as big as blows. That'd be That's going to be basically the same as Liverpool losing Virgil a couple years ago in the COVID year. That, that could be just as key. Like, City may have a lot of troubles this year. De Bruyne is the engine. He is the key to the entire team. Yeah, they have phenomenal players everywhere. And Roger is the best defensive midfielder in the world. Oh my God, that guy is so good. But De Bruyne is still the key piece to this team. So, I don't know. It's wide open, man. It's wide open. Financial fair play. Take care of Chelsea. I kind of like want to get ridiculous with it. Like, just make him an example. Kick him out of the league for 10, uh, ban him from Europe for 10 years. Uh, let's see. Kick him down to the non 
professional leagues. Like Devonarama North, like you got to be in Devonarama North for five years, and then you can start getting promotion or relegation, uh, or get promoted again. Um, Todd Bowley's never allowed to come back to England because he's a piece of shit. Fuck that piece of shit. I hope he fucking like falls in the shower. Um, I hope whatever weird fucking disgusting sex stuff he's into since he's a billionaire gets exposed because <laughs> all of them have it. Don't worry. Don't 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 worry. He has one because they all do. Like once you hit a billionaire, like one of the caveats of being a billionaire, you got to be in some weird sex shit. So <laughs> well, let's preview hell is real and get the hell out of here. It is Columbus versus FC Cincinnati. Hell is real, real. Real at lower.com field. Oh, man. I'm looking up the standings. I know uh, Cincinnati's kind of ran away and hide. And ran away and, oh, my God, dude. This voice is starting to go. Um, has ran away and hid in terms of the conference and just the league in general with their 51 points. They're eight points clear of New England. They're 10 points clear of St. Louis. Like, they've been far and away the best team in the league. <sighs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I still think they're flawed. I don't think they're, like, perfect. Uh, I've watched them a couple times. It seems like they just find a way to win or find a way to get the goal they need. And, I mean, that's a key part of winning championships is finding goals. So, I mean, like, this is a, this is a good team. Uh, Columbus, obviously in a very interesting situation. This should be the debut of Diego Rossi. Um, I'm not sure, though, um, if he'll start or if he'll come off the bench. I would hope he starts. I hope he's bedded in so quickly that he's ready to start. I'm wondering what we're going to do at the back. Um, I'm wondering, you know, who's up? Who's is it going to be? Ramirez, Rossi, Cucho, or is Matan the one is up there? And then we bring in Rossi in the second half. Is Cucho over his temper tantrum that he had in Minnesota? He fucking better be. It's been about two weeks. Um, you know what are we? Yeah, I mean, the big worry is what we're doing at the back because no matter what, Cincinnati's scoring in this game. That's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. I would assume Camacho's in the game. I think he'd be ready to go. It's been a couple weeks. So, I mean, he, and he knows the system already. He knows the league. So, I'd be ready to go. I wonder if we go a Munson Marrera around him. Or do we bring in Shiberko and make a Munson the left wing back? So, it could be a little bit more defensive, like structure, like a little bit defensively, a little bit better with uh, Amundsen over Yaboa. Yaboa is much better going forward. I mean, at the same time, what? Amundsen scored like, what, four goals this year? Has he? He may have scored. Like, I know he's got at least two. Oh, he don't have those updated. Yeah, he scored another one in the uh, League's Cup. So he's got three goals, of course, on the year. Yeboa has two. And then wondering what we're doing right wing back. Do we want? If we want to go defensive, I would assume it would be Amundsen. Because um, you could do a couple different things with this team now. You could do Amundsen and Farsi at the wing backs. You could move Gressel in the midfield if you wanted to. You can kind of change the formation a little bit if you want to be a little more defensive. You can kind of do like a three at the back, two wing backs, and kind of have like three attackers. You can have Aiden, or not three attackers, I'm sorry, three um, midfielders, have Cucho Ramirez up top, Cucho kind of roaming. And then um, having Gressel, Aiden, and Nagby in the midfield uh, slots. But I think you don't pay Gressel to come in the midfield. You probably put him at right wing back. So then you have Farsi off the bench. So I would assume it's going to be Schulte, Obviously, starting in the in the goal, then I want to say it's probably going to be Marrera, Camacho, and Amundsen, and center backs. I don't know if the two weeks off. I'm going to change that. I don't think it's going to be Shiberko, Camacho, and Marrera as your center backs. 
you got Yaboa and Gressel. Not yeah. No, I'm sorry. Munson and Gressel starting at your wing backs. Holy shit, dude, we're falling apart. Obviously, Nagby Morris in the midfield, and then I think they're probably going to go with um, uh, Ramirez, Cucho, and Matan as your starters up top. Um, and then Rossi coming on in the second half. That's what I would assume, because obviously, like you know, this would be the first game for you. Well, I, maybe I don't think they got started yet over there. Yeah, they hadn't even started anything in Turkish league yet. So I mean, like, by, yeah. So this will be his first game of the year. Who knows? New team, still new surroundings, still learning the system. I think he'd be coming off the bench. But now, I mean, we're going to have to hit him early. I think we're going to have to come out, kind of put our stamp on uh, lower.com field. Like, this is our field. This is our turf. Every blade of grass needs to be covered. Uh, We've got two weeks off between games here, both of us. Cincinnati got knocked out by Nashville. We obviously got knocked out by Minnesota. Uh, The League's Cup. And so, I mean, we're going to – it's going to be a lot of energy. going to be a lot of passion. It's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a fantastic game with these, like the rest in them. Oh, I think this is going to be a fantastic Hell's Real game. And I'm going to be there. It's going to be great. Unless I'm still sick. And by that, I don't care how many people I infect. I'm still fucking going. <laughs> um, no, it's going to be a great game, great atmosphere. Uh, Columbus has to come out early, swinging early. You know, if they have an early chance, they got to put it away. I think if we can get a goal in the first like 10 minutes, I think we win this game. And we might win this game kind of handedly. Because I think uh, there's going to be a lot of motion riding in that first 10 minutes, uh, first 10, 15. If you can get something in there, it's going to change the whole reflection of the game. Um, if Cincinnati scores early, I could see Columbus fighting their way back in, obviously with the, like, the home field advantage. I mean, both teams are really good at home. Both teams are mm, away. I mean, Cincinnati's a pretty solid away team. Um, four wins, two losses, five draws. Uh, Columbus is really bad on the road. Two wins, six losses, three draws. We're 8-1-3 and three at home, so we only lost one game at home. They haven't even dropped points at home. But we're not playing there. We're playing here. So we're a very good home team. So I can see us, even if we give up a goal early, that we can fight our way back into the game. I feel like if we can get the goal early, um, get a second, probably a third, um, and we'd be safe. <laughs> there, I don't see any scenario where Columbus wins this game with a clean sheet. There's just no way. We're still a little dysfunctional at the back. As Minnesota game's shown, um, hopefully if we're going with Shaberko and Camacho, they're ready to go. That's why I still think I think it's actually going to be Marrera. Maybe Zawadzki. Maybe Zawadzki's in this game. Maybe it's uh, Marrera, um, Camacho, and Zawadzki. That's probably the starting lineup there. It's probably not going to be Shaberko. I don't think he's quite ready to go. Um, But no, that first 15 minutes is going to be huge. And... When they score their goal, because they're going to score the goal. They're going to. It's just going to happen. We just have to accept it. We need to be able to control the game from that moment. Because we have way too many moments where we give up a goal, and then the next five minutes is, oh, you're on the edge of your fucking seat. You're shitting your pants because you're like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Because you just know it's happening. So, yeah. Columbus has got to see the game out. My prediction would be Columbus 3, Cincinnati 2. I would think it's going to be a mirror of the other game. Obviously not the same type of goals, but I, I think it's going to be the mirror of the Cincinnati game uh, earlier in the year where it's 3-2. Um, mostly because Columbus can't fucking defend. We are so bad at defending. It's kind of absurd. Where are we? We're not as bad as Atlanta, apparently, which Atlanta 
has given up six more goals than we have, and we put six goals past them when they had their like second teamers out there. So, I mean, we're bottom half. <laughs> like, whew, we are not good defensively. <laughs> what the? F- oh, what the hell? There we go. Yeah, right there with Toronto. Yeah, we're like fifth. But yeah, still the best uh, scoring team. So, I mean, we're an all-action team, man. We're the great entertainers of this league. I think this would be key to seeing where Columbus is as we push forward to the playoffs. Um, if Columbus can get a big win here, that puts us at 39 points. That would put us nine points clear at D.C. United, who are ninth place. That's the last team that gets into the playoffs. That's a fucking absurd amount of teams each conference that makes the playoff. That is so stupid. So stupid that that many teams make the playoffs. Six teams in in the Eastern Conference don't make the playoffs. Nine do. That is so fucking stupid. Six teams at the max each conference should make the playoffs. Six. What the hell are you doing with these stu- uh, the best of three fucking series thing? This is so stupid. Why is the MLS stupid most of the time? So stupid. Do your top six. Give Cincinnati and New England a bye. And the other two teams play each other. The other four teams play each other. Like... So simple. No, but why don't why don't we guys? Why don't we do a like a play-in series with best of threes? Why? Why the fuck are you doing that? Why are you so stupid? Why are you trying to mirror other sports that suck? That playoff structures suck. Like seriously, the NBA playoffs suck. MLB playoffs are garbage now. Like, they used to be great when it was, like, five teams max. When they had that little playing game that was just, like, a one-game thing, that was fucking cool. Now it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have, like, seven teams or some shit. We don't even know. We're just kind of making up rules on the fly because I'm Ron Manfred and I'm a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, but it, it makes no sense. Really, it should be four teams. Yeah, you know what? Fuck that. Four teams total. It should be Cincinnati, New England, and it should be... St. Louis, LAFC. Those are the only four teams that should be making the playoffs. That's it. They just play each other, and boom. Yeah, then you have a champion. That's all it should be. And then you can put more emphasis on the Open Cup, about winning that. That gives you something more to play for during the season. Because, you know, obviously, if you only have four teams making the playoffs, Columbus would be kind of up against it in terms of can they make the playoffs or not, because we're seven points back in New England. Um, But if you create where the Open Cup becomes a big fucking deal, then Columbus has something more they could be playing for. You can bring more prestige to it, bring more money for the football, uh, the football academies in this country. If you bring more prestige to the Open Cup, like if we went and played fucking Dayton, I might drive to Dayton to go watch that game. I might give Dayton's team a little bit more money. Yeah, I don't even know if Dayton has a team. I think they have. I think they have an affiliate with Cincinnati, um, the Dutch Lions or some shit like that. Yeah, but I can go give them money. I can go help them fund their team. And then you can create relegation of promotion. And, oh, things could be fucking perfect. And it'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be wonderful. It'd be beautiful. Hmm, that's the perfect world is relegation of promotion. Anyways. Yeah, the big key to this game is going to be either the first 15 minutes and I think the midfield. If Nagby and Morris can kind of control the midfield, kind of stop play before they can kind of isolate our center backs. Hmm, you know, Bupenza. Um, I didn't realize like when Justin was saying who he was, he was he led the Turkish league in scoring a couple years ago. Who knows? I mean, that, maybe he's ready to go now. It's still pretty early in his Cincinnati career. Uh, Vasquez scores goals, but as Justin was saying, 
He also wastes a lot of opportunities, which I've never been a big fan of Brandon Vasquez. So he's probably going to score a hat trick because I just said that. But whatever, man. Um, but if Nagby and Morris kind of control the midfield, um, alleviate the attacks to our center backs and kind of keep the isolations from happening, we can win this game easily. We might we could win this game 4-1. But there's too many times where we let the isolations happen and we make one big fucking mistake and all of a sudden we're back in it. Um, we are missing our magician, but like I said, I think our corners are already better. I think Gressel... More time to learn with what Ramirez and Cucho and Rossi want to do is going to light it up. I think he can definitely light it up. This could be a great coming out party for him. Um, it's going to be key. And also key in big games like this are your unsung heroes. Could this be a game where, uh, let's see, Matan scores another rocket. Could this be a game where Yaboa puts one in the back post in the 92nd minute and wins a game? You know, this is where your unsung heroes become cult heroes. You know, this is where guys who... You know, you never talk about that much because they're just like a you know nice little cog in the machine. All of a sudden, get you know toasted to at you know football parties twenty years from now. It's like like uh like Cincinnati has the guy who scored the winner against us in the Open Cup way back before they were in MLS. They treat that guy like a fucking god because of that. The guy has nothing to do with the club. I think he only played one year at the club, but that guy's a fucking hero to him because of that moment. This is the game where people become heroes, your main rivals. This is where people like can rise above, like, you know, that, like I said, Yaboa a couple months ago would be considered, like, one of the worst signings in crew history. If he scores the fucking winner and hell is real and then, like, 92nd minute, we could build him a fucking statue, you know? This is the game. So you need those guys, these little cogs in the machine, to step up and become a big part of the machine for one game, for one moment, not even a whole game, just one moment. That's what you need in this type of game is one moment where somebody steps up. And that's what we need to get to. Like, this is what we are building towards. You know, this is going to be a great game. Make sure you're watching this game. And make sure you see me all partied up down there. You know, just, just doing my thing. Doing my thing. I really hate this show. Anyways, let's get the hell out of here, guys. My voice is done. My voice is done. Like, I don't think I could talk anymore. You started hearing it towards the end. I was really starting to lose my words. <coughs> I was sniffing and I was coughing. And it was gross. I get sick like every August, apparently. Whatever, dude. Shut up. Who cares? Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, understanding all the fun stuff. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, support. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster Eight the Pilot. Watch the video on Spotify if you feel so inclined. This has been Sports Talk. Um, I guess we're all kind of we're all fortunate. We're all fortunate that I'm kind of sick because I really wanted to go like really hard on the rant about Liverpool's transfer business. But I just don't have the energy to go that hard. I know there's a couple rants. I ranted on AI for like 20 seconds. <laughs> and I ranted on the MLS's playoff structure because it's stupid. It is so fucking stupid. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, let's well, – I don't know. Sunday or yeah, Monday – why can I not get these days right? Monday, I'll be back with the Season 4 finale of Lost. I'll have a couple other things. I haven't written anything down. Maybe I'll talk about being sick. I know I, I just got done with therapy, so that was fun. Uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let you go. Um, make sure you're up to date. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure all the other fun stuff. Am I missing anything? Um, I'm supposed to have my buddy Clayton on next week. I'm not sure exactly when you get that episode. Because the days coming up doesn't really fit the like upload schedule, so I'll figure out when that's happening. Um, I gotta make sure you're still doing it, and then yeah, we'll be heading into three years sobriety next week. 
next week. Yeah, that's right. Three years sobriety. I think I said something about not uploading. Depends on my plans. I might upload something that day. Maybe something quick. Um, yeah, other than that, thank you so much for listening, understanding. You know what to do. 10-4, uh, daddy-o. Let's get the fuck on out of here.